Welcome to the Sober Sidekicks Never Alone podcast, brought to you by the creator Chris Thompson, hosted and produced by Carl Fessenden. This podcast was created to highlight the stories and successes that make up the community that forms the Sober Sidekick. Chris built the Sober Sidekick because addiction thrives in isolation. We want to remind you that you do not have to fight this battle alone. We strive to bring you inspiring stories that will let you overcome your darkness and lift you from the ashes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Never Alone Podcast. Hello, I want to welcome everybody to the Never Alone Podcast. My name is Carl, the host of the show. I also produce the show. And um, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, we don't have to do this alone. And we're so excited about this new podcast that we're starting. Uh, This is going to be our second episode. Um, If you missed our first episode with Chris Thompson, please go back and check that out. Um, A lot of great content in there. Uh, Chris Thompson is the creator of the Sober Sidekick app. And uh, his vision of this podcast was to bring users of the app and highlight their stories, um, you know, but always keeping in mind that we we don't have to do this battle alone. So uh, tonight I have a really great guest coming on. I'm going to bring him into the podcast here in just a moment. But I did want to remind everybody, um, we're a new podcast, so please go ahead and hit that subscribe button out there. Um, If you want to give us a rating, uh, that's awesome because a rating really lets us know like how we're doing. Um, We're going to be putting some stuff out on the app as well. So if you're a user on the app, um, keep an eye out. Uh, There are some really great innovations coming up that are going to incorporate the podcast with the app. Um, Unfortunately, that's all I can say about it. Um, I've been sworn to secrecy. Uh, but you know, a lot of great stuff is going to be coming out. So again, if you're just tuning into the episode, um, welcome, uh, you don't have to do this battle alone. And, uh, let me go ahead and bring in, uh, tonight's guest. His name is Matt and, uh, he was contacted by Chris. Um, Matt is, um, celebrating over 365 days clean. So congratulations, Matt. And let me bring you in, sir. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Carl. How are you doing? Good, brother. Good. So Matt Matt and I were kind of talking uh, right before I hit the record button, and turns out that he and I were in the same branch of the military. So um, we are on multiple levels, um, a brotherhood, a recovery brotherhood, a military brotherhood. So uh, Matt, I want to uh, you know say thank you very much for your service uh, going out and Likewise. being in the military. I appreciate that. We, we appreciate everything that you've done. And um, we're just really looking forward to hearing a little bit of your story and and how this journey has been for you. So why don't you share with us um, how that's been for you? Uh, well, it started exactly 365 days ago today. Um, I, I mean, I've always known I've had a problem. It's followed me most of my life. I'm 34. Yeah, 34. Uh, I grew up in a bar. My grandma grandma owned a bar i was raised in it um i was serving beer when i was six seven eight years old um i've always been around it i was around fights and drugs and late nights and partying and i was just used to it laughing when fights would break up and cops would get called i was just used to it um anyway it just kept following me through the military um uh then my i, I guess in 2014 i found um found my dad dead on his bathroom floor and that's when I just went from the occasional 
Oh, I drank pretty much every day then too, but it was like beer. I was, oh, I was a little bit more in control. At least I thought I was. And, um, and then, uh, it was just liquor as much as I could and became a daily drinker, uh, pretty soon after that last three or four years, a daily drinker. Um, and then I was blacking out all the time. Um, and then it just got consistent. Of course, I kept trying out saying I was going to quit, trying to quit doing what I could, not really knowing nothing about it. And then uh got real bad and um got to the point where I uh went to an AA meeting and um from that point on I just dove in and I think it was that same night I walked out of that meeting and uh I could just feel it feel that I wanted to be sober and um so I downloaded the sober sidekick app and um but with that and going and I dove into meetings, going to meetings, trying to do ninety and ninety days, I think I almost made it. Uh but I was on the app all the time i still am with brief moments here and there depending on what life throws at me of being absent but i can realize when i'm absent and i just like people say when they go to a lot of meetings um meetings are 45 minutes for me so i uh i don't like i hate saying i don't have time but because it's just excuses but i live a very busy lifestyle do a lot of work different various jobs my wife's a nurse um i got a four-year-old but um yeah, I use the app a lot. It's probably my number one tool. Uh, I read a lot of books and a lot of literature. I've been trying to go on a lot of vacations, so we've been doing a lot of Disney cruises because we're here in Florida. Um, so we've been doing a lot of Disney cruises, like every two or three months. Um, and I read a lot. Oh, and then on one of the apps I met, uh, they have AA meetings on all the ships. Um in the morning it just says friends with bill w a lot of people don't know what it is but i try to let people know um because they try to keep it anonymous so they just say friends of bill w and they don't say what it is um anyway so i met a guy from michigan on there i check in with him and he got he introduced me to the joe, joe and charlie uh, tapes which i've listened to i listen to a lot of podcasts uh well three mainly um I'm going to a sobriety trip in Costa Rica next month with 30 people I've never met before for 10 days. I'm a very, I'm, I'm not, I'm a keep to myself type of person. So I don't really talk. I keep, uh, keep everything bottled in. I even did that before the military. I'm learning with talking therapists and stuff. It has to do with a lot of my childhood growing up in the environment. And I did, I, didn't feel like I trusted anybody. I'm, I was always having to take care of myself. and um, So I'm learning to talk out, talk more about it. And uh, I still don't really talk in meetings. I have two or three times. But um, I still don't really talk in meetings. Um, I'm just wanting to branch out and meet new people and get more involved with the community. Because I do believe, I, I mean, I can feel myself when I'm not involved and not in a meeting or spending, like, there's, like, a couple days with nothing. Of course, I, I, not of course, but in the morning, I do my daily motivationals and I pray. And I'm always, almost always listening to podcasts in my free time. But, like, if I can't uh, get on the app and encourage people, which helps me a lot. I'm big on encouraging people and um, uh, or going to meeting and hearing stories and watching people get encouraged. Um I can like feel, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Well, no, I guess it's not to the community we're in. I just, I can feel the difference. And I like the feeling of being engaged. So I want to be engaged more. Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing all that. Um, you, you speak 
brilliantly. Um, I, I really like what you just shared. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, going back to finding your dad on the floor, um, really, that that is heartbreaking for me. Um, so, you know, when we have these feelings that we're alone in the world and we're trying to do everything on our own, um, it can be really hard, right? But that's where the recovery community comes in for us. And and that's where they pick us up when we can't walk on our own. Um, you know, when, when I was in the uh, in the Marines, we would, you know, do the 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 med runs and, and picking guys up on stretchers and, you know, and doing all that stuff for training and everything. And um, it was that sense of, um, um, you know, unity that I felt in the core and the sense of uh, teamwork. And uh, one of the things you said is that you always seek knowledge. And one of my favorite sayings is knowledge is power, right? It doesn't matter how old we are. We can always try to strive to be better and strive for, you know, a better understanding of ourselves and, and the things around us. Um, cause that only makes us better and it, hopefully it makes the world a better place as well. So, um, I commend your courage to come on to a show like this, even though you mentioned that you don't really speak very much in meetings. Um, you have a lot to give, man. So I, I hope that this podcast will be kind of a springboard for you to, to maybe get out there and share a little bit more in the meetings and, and everything because um you, you've you've got some really good stuff going on there so yes sir i gave it to you i gave it to you in a nutshell there's a lot more than that <laughs> yeah absolutely man and, and, and how you speak of that that all those runs and that camaraderie thing um i miss that a lot too in fact um oh i gotta look at the uh, calendar i could be wrong i don't think it's this sunday because i know but next sunday i'm doing the uh, tough mutter race okay nice so it's got, it's uh I don't remember the distance, but it's a bunch of obstacles, and the points not to not the best time, but it's because it's to do all the obstacles as the team and right. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a blast, man. Is that in Florida, but where you live, or? Yeah, that one's going to be in Jacksonville. Okay, I'm okay. I'm a little so, so more south than Jacksonville, but it's in Jacksonville. That's where all the big stuff happens. Right, right, man, Florida. That's that's a place right there. I went through Florida. I remember going through Florida, and I had never been before. And it was like eleven thirty at night. We got out of out of the uh, terminal at the airport, dude. It was so humid, sticky, and hot. Like I was like, man, what the fuck is this? What's <laughs> going on? But that's like natural yeah, Florida weather it. right there. After a day, I adapted. But like, I was like, man, what a lot is of people going don't. On? A lot of people don't like it, but I don't mind it. I was. Yeah. Uh, I've lived in. I was born in Connecticut, but only lived there for less than a year. Right. So I don't even remember it. And then I um, grew up in Texas till I was nine, then Florida, and then I uh, was stationed in Hawaii, and then back to Florida. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm used to the warm, uh, humid air. Yeah, you got some good gigs there, man. So Hawaii, yeah. damn, that's a good one. I wish I had gotten Hawaii. Um. It was nice. <laughs> I picked overseas hoping for Japan, but I wasn't mad. Yeah, my buddy got sent over to Oki, and he loved it, man. He was over there for like three years or something, man, just killing it. But he was I with. Friend, I got a friend over there now. Yeah, dude, Oki's Oki. That's the place to go, right there. He was in the band too, so they got to like they would. The, Okinawa was like their their home spot, and then they would go elsewhere and travel and stuff, and so. Um, 
Yeah, man. Being being in the Marine Corps band was like that was like the equivalent to like flying first class on an airplane. So <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I bet it was interesting. I think I think all the jobs are interesting yeah. in their own way. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, man. All right. So, um, dude, like like you said, you know, um, you jumped on an app, you listened to podcasts, and that's something I can really relate to because when I first came into recovery, I was on apps. I was looking for places to make that connection. I was looking for a community to join, right, outside of the uh, 12-step community that I currently am involved with. But I was looking for a larger community because I knew there were more people than just, you know, the people within my local community, right? And um, apps were um, really big for me. Um, Also, podcasts were huge because it gave me a variety of recovery. It wasn't just kind of like, you know, the 12-step community's version of recovery, but podcasts like this one and and I could list off a bunch of other ones but recovery podcasts really kind of opened my eyes to different ways to approach recovery and um so I'm I'm really I I love it when I hear people say that you know like apps and podcasts were part of their original story so um I that's fantastic also want to point out man congratulations 365 days and that's amazing man that is yeah, absolutely amazing. It. And you said it's today, right? So your today's your clean day? Today. Wow. Happy birthday, today. man. Happy birthday. That hey. is I, I don't have any cheers or anything programmed in my board yet, but if I had some, I'd be <laughs> man, I'd be screaming on the rooftop right now. So I appreciate it. Yeah. How do you feel, man? I feel good. I feel really good. Um I was having problems um from well A to Z before. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't sleep. I wasn't eating. Um, couldn't remember nothing. Um, grumpy all the time, attitude all the time, angry all the time. Yeah. Um, I have a lot more energy these days. Still working on the anger part, but it's came a long way. That's good. Um, um, nowhere near where it used to be. Um, yeah, and I'm just trying to learn new stuff all the time. I think the the whole reason to live is to experience everything you can. So yeah, I'm trying to uh, do all kinds of new, new jobs, new places, new things, new everything. That's great, man. That's so great, dude. I'm so glad that we, we have a chance to do this tonight, you know, and, and do um, this episode and, you know, being uh, military brothers as well. That's uh, just like in this added bonus that is just, you know, it's kind of like putting that cherry on top of the cake, right? Um, so, so tell me, what are your, what are your plans? What do you have any big plans? I know that you help take care of the kids. You said your wife is a nurse. Uh, thank her for being an essential worker. Um, you know, cause it's, it's been scary out there, man. I'm, I'm also an essential worker and it's super scary. Like, especially going through the pandemic and stuff. I mean, that was just, yeah, she's a pediatric crazy. emergency room. Nurse. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, tell her thank you from us as well. I mean, just yes, sir. That's just amazing. My my hat goes off to her. So yeah, I couldn't do it. (laughs) Right, I couldn't. I couldn't. I I do mental health. I that's that's my gig. 
Um, I, I love it when people come in with all these crazy problems and, and, you know, things and they sit down in front of me and they're like, man, I'm going to do this and this and this, and, you know, looking at their thought process and stuff. But, but, um, I, I'm not too big on like blood. I, I, I don't even look like looking at my own blood really, but like, you know, but, but it's so funny cause my office wall shares a exam room for the pediatrics. And so like, I, I get the, the screaming children, like maybe 30 to 40 percent of the day um <laughs> you know my heart just so you goes, get to hear them all day <laughs> oh yeah i get to hear them all day man but you know what though i know that they're getting care i know that you know doctors can be really scary for kids barbers too like those are i think those are kind of the two things that we introduce to our children and they're like these big terrifying events you know going to the doctor and then getting your hair cut um Right. So yeah, we'll send all the all all the young kids out with high and tights and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, those two definitely traumatize them. Right, exactly, exactly. I, dude, I was traumatized going through basic training and getting a haircut. I even cut my hair before I went into basic, and they still cut my hair. I was like, "Damn, this is." Yeah, this they don't, is they don't care. They don't care how you feel in there. Nope. That's right. That's right. They try to make you bleed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, wow, man, this has been, been a really good evening. So, um, tell us a little bit about like what some of your goals are now though, like recovery goals. Do you, um, do you have anything that you want to share with the audience, um, in that respect? Uh, I got a lot. I mean, I, like I said, I want to, um, uh, get a stronger community. I want to, um, uh, attend, go to more meetings, um, I want to walk through this. Well, I, I don't know what I'm, how what I'm supposed to say, but uh, I want to do a step program, a twelve step program to the fullest. Um, and I want to. I mean, I still have a stack of books I want to read. I want to uh, fix things. Well, keep not fix, but keep improving things with my family. Um, keep going on vacations, uh, keep figuring out what I want to do as a career choice because I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The possibilities are endless. I really feel like that now. <laughs> yeah, I they... told my wife, I told my wife the other day, I was like, it's kind of a scary feeling. Like I feel, I kind of feel like I can do anything. I just got to figure out what I want to do. Put my heart into. Yeah, man. You know, um, and I'm trying not to get too overwhelmed. I'm just right. taking my time. And you're 34, right? Yeah. Dude, you got you got all, so many options in front of you. Not saying that age limits you for options, but like my my goal when I got out of the military was to go into law enforcement. Obviously didn't do that. Um but that was like that was my mine, my ambition, right? And um it, it didn't pan out for me. But let's fast forward almost 20 years later. And, um, you know, now I have this really, I, I didn't think I was going to get into mental health. Um, my mom's a therapist and she was like, Oh, you should go do this. And I'm like, dude, it's a lot of school. It's a lot of reading. I wasn't like really into the whole school thing. Cause I just gotten out of high school 12 years and, um, you know, was active, uh, in the military for, for that amount of time. And, um, you know, so for me, like school was like on the back burner. But when I got clean, I was like you, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, fuck, man, I, I have no idea. I'm like, 
you know, I almost went and took one of those aptitude tests that tell you like, oh, this would be the perfect job for you. I wanted to do that because I really didn't have any idea. Um, but somebody made the suggestion of going into counseling and getting into mental health and working with other people that uh, or went, have gone through the same thing that I've gone through with addiction. And, um, you know, it seems to be uh, sticking. I, I've been in the industry almost four years now. Uh, you know, I have a really good gig working for uh, one of the local counties out here. So I've got, you know, man, it's back back with another government job. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit, like you said. Um, I, I, I try, I don't limit, limit myself to the possibility that it's not possible, right? I tell right. myself I can achieve anything I want to achieve. It might take me a while to do it, it and there might be smaller steps, but I can still achieve that. And... Um, that's really what like motivates me to do stuff. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm learning not, no, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. A big thing too, is I'm learning not to be afraid of failing. Yeah. Don't be afraid of failure, man. Failure is like, dude, I, I let me fail. Let me fail because then I can, and how much fear is holding me back. Right. Oh dude. My sponsor told me that he said, do not let fear hold you back. And that is something that like when I've made really, when I took the job with the county, I had another really good job where I was in management and doing stuff and I, w- I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he said, why do you fear changing this job? Because, changing it's, this different? Job because it's different. No, he said, your fear is holding you back from your own potential. So, uh, you know, that's. And you're glad you did it. You said that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I did it, man. But you know what, Matt, you don't have to make that decision on what you want to do today, tomorrow, shit, five years from now. I'm in no, I'm in no hurry. Yeah. No hurry, man. Um, did you, uh, are you going to use the GI bill? I did. I kind of did like, just like you, whenever I got out in 2012 Okay. and whenever I got out, I was going to, uh, wanted to go in some kind of law enforcement, but, um, I was, uh, I went back to the same job I was working at before uh, I was running a seafood market and I was going to take over that seafood market and the owner kept convincing me to stay there. So I changed my degree to business mm. and um, I just quit whenever I found my dad, I quit going to school. Yeah. Um, I think I only needed a semester left, but I don't know. I, that's another thing added to the list. I, I want to go back to school, but yeah. at the same time, I don't want to wait, want to waste time, but yeah, I don't know. So I, I do, um, not, not to plug the school that I go to, but I do an online school. Um, and dude, it's great. Cause I'm, I go to school full time and it doesn't even feel like I'm at school. I do one class, one class at a time and the class is five weeks long. It's not stressful. I have time to do all the other stuff. I work a full-time job. I do the podcasting. Um, I work a, another part-time job within the county is overtime work working with the crisis center so you know like i have all this other stuff going on but busy yeah busy but i don't feel busy that's the thing and and a lot of times what i found with going to like to community college and stuff man you were just swamped in the books and like i would only work part-time when i was going to school like it was it part-time was feasible working full-time wouldn't have been feasible and doing a full-time school schedule so you know uh consider the gi bill man and and dude i really encourage you to go back and finish that last class 
Because with a degree, yeah, I'm not sure how much of the GI Bill I have left, but I, I, that's definitely on my list. Okay, all right. Well, you know, there's other other programs out there too. So, uh, talk to the financial office there. They'll look at you hooked up with some stuff, man. They got they had mine had really good VA reps, uh, so they they were all about like trying to get us a, any sort of service that they could put in front of us, you know. So. Well, cool, yeah. man. So tell me, how how's this experience been for you? Do you feel do you feel good telling your story and and getting the word out? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't. That's the main thing that I keep thinking about. I don't. I got got to get past the point of not like or not necessarily liking, but yeah, I guess not liking talking in front of people because mm-hmm. you never know who it could help and help me help somebody else. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. A great experience. Feel lighter. Absolutely, man. I got a lot. I got a lot more to say. <laughs> well, we'll bring you back on another episode, and we can do a check in. How about we do a check in in Sounds a year? Sounds good to me, dude. That's Sounds oh, good to me. Yeah. I'll tell Chris. I'll tell I'll Chris we got to bring you on in one year from today, so we can do a two year check in. I'm not going back. I'm only going forward. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> Brother, well, I appreciate you being on the show today. Um, as we uh, tune off today, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening uh, to our first episode uh, with Matt. And if you wanted to check out um, the uh, pilot episode with Chris, um, go ahead and check that one out. That's going to be amazing as well. Uh, Chris gives us a lot of good insight on um, kind of the idea around the app and also the idea that we don't have to do this battle alone. So um, if you're feeling alone, uh please listen to the end of the podcast because we do have some um, help numbers um, on the um, end there. So thank you guys very much for listening. This episode of the never alone podcast was recorded in studio by the drunken worm podcast productions. The never alone podcast is part of the sober sidekick brand that was created by Chris Thompson. If you are in need of help, remember you're never alone. If you're in crisis, dial 988 for help. You can also dial 911 if you're feeling you're in a life-threatening emergency. Remember, you're never alone, and there's always somebody out there that can help you. Thank you again for listening to the Never Alone Podcast. This is Carl Fessenden signing off. And remember, stay well, stay sober, and live your best life. Take care.